In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we welcome you to the All Souls Sermon Podcast. If any man desire to be first, the same should be last of all and servant of all. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. As the disciples traveled to Capernaum, they argued amongst themselves who should be the greatest. They didn't know how out of place this argument was, and they didn't know Jesus was listening. It must have grated on Jesus' ears as he prepared himself to undergo betrayal and the horrors of crucifixion. His closest followers bickered about their status in a kingdom they didn't understand. When they arrived in Capernaum, Jesus asks his disciples what they were arguing about on the way. Their reluctance to answer Jesus' question shows some progress. They knew at some level that their dispute was out of sync with the one they followed. Jesus immediately confronted their confusion about the nature of his kingdom. He sat down and called the twelve to gather around him. He told them that if any man desires to be first, the same should be last of all and servant of all. The disciples' argument reveals their strong desire for greatness but for greatness in the world's eyes. They desired fame and power. Jesus didn't admonish their desire for greatness. Neither did he scold them for their ambition. Rather, he told them that their desires and ambitions were disordered. Jesus wanted his disciples to be great in his kingdom and even sit on thrones judging the twelve tribes of Israel. But achieving greatness was very different than they supposed. Too often, Christians think ambition is antithetical to the faith. This is not the case. Christ wants us to be intensely ambitious about the right things. Our tradition is full of highly driven saints, who zealously sought Christ and his kingdom. St. Mother Teresa's life was characterized by enormous ambition to care for the poor and for the dying and campaign for the unborn. Her missionaries of charity grew from 12 members to 4,000 in her lifetime. Christ desires us to be ambitious in the service of his kingdom and our fellows. Such ambition is paradoxically the fruit of humility. He wants us to be great. He wants us to be first. He wants us to look like himself, who out of love offered himself for the life of the whole world. 
Jesus didn't tell his disciples to do something he didn't already model first. Jesus is the paradigmatic example of his own teaching. The greatest is the one who serves. He became last and servant of all and was exalted above all. Paul writes in his letter to the Philippians of our need to imitate Christ and the dangers of selfish ambition. He says to practice humility and count others as better than ourselves. Have the same mind as Christ, he famously says, who though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God as something to be exploited, but emptied himself, taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men. And being found in human form, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even death on the cross. Therefore, God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name which is above every name. The one who lives in eternal communion with the Father and the Holy Ghost took on flesh and became a humble servant. He, through whom all things were made, once bent over a wash basin and cleaned the dust from his disciples' feet before dying on the cross. As creatures, it's difficult to comprehend the humble descent of our Creator. But we are told to follow the same path of self-emptying humility. We are to imitate Christ's descent into the role of a servant. This is the only path to true greatness in the kingdom of God. St. Augustine uses the analogy of a tree. He says, observe a tree, how it first tends downwards, that it may then shoot forth upwards. It fastens its roots low in the ground, that it may send forth its top toward heaven. Without humility, Augustine says, you will not attain to higher things. You are wanting to grow up into the air without roots. Such, such is not growth, but a collapse. When Christ says that becoming great requires becoming last and servant of all, he is overturning our hierarchy as we know it but he is not eliminating hierarchy in general. There is indeed greatness, honor, and distinction in his kingdom. Some will be first in his kingdom, and it's probably not who we expect. Those who sought to crown themselves and those who have their names etched on the sides of buildings will not likely find the same honor in the coming kingdom. Whereas those who have emptied themselves for others, as Christ emptied himself for all, will receive their crown. 
our criteria for greatness is very different than God's. There's a wonderful scene in C.S. Lewis's book, The Great Divorce, where a soul from hell stands on a long grassy plain with the mountains of heaven in the distance. The damned soul is conversing with an angelic guide who is sent to convince him to journey towards the mountains in eternal joy. Most of the damned souls we find, after visiting heaven, choose to return to hell. As they were speaking on this green plain, the ghost saw what he thought was a river flowing towards him, reflecting light in every direction as moving water does. He soon realized that it was a procession, and the light refracted was from the parade of persons who composed it. First he saw bright spirits scattering flowers, and then came boys and girls who he recalled sang so beautifully that no man who heard it would ever grow sick or old. This beaming procession of light and song was all in honor of a radiant lady who soon came into view. She was indescribably beautiful. She had a visible penumbra of joy surrounding her being, which gave the appearance of a long flowing gown trailing over the grass as she moved. The ghost stood in wonder and amazement at this radiant figure. He whispered to his heavenly guide, Is it? Is it? Thinking it was the Virgin Mary, the mother of God, who stood in their midst. Not at all, said the guide. It's someone you will have never heard of. Her name on earth was Sarah Smith, and she lived at Golders Green. The ghost responded, she seems to be, well, a person of particular importance. Yes, his guide said, she is one of the great ones. You have heard that fame in this country and fame on earth are two quite different things. We soon learned the reason for Sarah Smith's distinction and honor. The guide recounts that every young man or boy who met her became her son, even if it was only the boy who brought meat to her back door. Every girl that met her was her daughter. Her love was infectious and made those she encountered want to love more. Her love, we learn, extended to all creation, the ghost noticed that much of her entourage was composed of animals, cats, birds, dogs, and horses. His guide said that these are her beasts. Every beast and bird that came near her had its place in her love. In her they became themselves. And now the abundance of life she has in Christ from the Father flows over into them. 
greatness in the kingdom of heaven is so unlike greatness on earth. Our gospel passage ends with Jesus bringing a child into the midst of the disciples. He takes the child up in his arms and says, Whosoever shall receive one of such children in my name receiveth me. Jesus isn't just demonstrating his love of children, which he certainly has. The child represents need and dependence. When Jesus lovingly embraces the child, he is modeling for his disciples how they should respond to human need. They should welcome with open arms those who are vulnerable and in the worldly sense insignificant, those who have no standing in society. Humility gives us eyes to see human need because humility is founded on clear perception of who and what we are. Without God, we are nothing. Everything, including our lives and every breath we take, belongs to him. He sustains us. We cannot survive a millisecond without him. In other words, all of us are just as vulnerable as children. The realization of our own dependence on God opens our eyes to see the needs of those around us. My prayer for all souls is that we become humble servants of Christ and develop a keen sense for human need, that we become zealous in our service of others and intensely ambitious in our pursuit of the right things, that we strive for greatness in the kingdom of God. Amen. Thank you for listening to the sermon podcast of All Souls Episcopal Church. For service times and more information, go to allsoulsokc.com. God be with you.